0: Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the weekly, weekly hijack. Hey, folks. Hi. We are back for the finale. Well, I guess we had the finale. This is the epilogue. This is just us take care of all the business. All the business. So, we're going to talk about this little DVD extra feature they made called The New Man in Charge. The New Man in Charge. And then we'll talk a little bit more about season six and then about Lost in general. This will be kind of our big wrap up episode for this whole crazy adventure. Last weekly hijack for a little while before we're gonna we're gonna go on hiatus and we'll we'll see when we come back. We don't no plans are set in stone yet. May have something different, but in the meanwhile, Janelle, what would you think about uh, this little uh, this little nugget of uh, of an epilogue?
1: It was too short.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, wasn't it?
1: I guess it told us a thing or two, but I felt like it told me nothing <laughs> uh, because it was so short. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Hurley is is about tying things up and, and like straightening out things that had been left more or less undone and like trying to really organize and manage mm-hmm. th- all of the things that the island has touched. And he's certainly taking care of those workers that were still sending pallets to places <laughs> by giving them that giant severance pay and, uh-huh. and saying, you don't have to keep doing this. You can go live your lives now.
2: <laughs> yeah I was say, it's just interesting to me like the first half's kind of a
1: like hey
2: we're going to tease the audience all well, these things they say we didn't answer but here's some random answers but then the second half is really much more of that sort of character like and there's this wall character that kind of we never managed to do something with. complete with yeah for a variety of reasons mm-hmm. and so it's like we have two halves and it's i don't know yeah it really is two different things and i mean the bulk of it is
0: the dharma stuff but I mean, I guess of all the, most of the stuff, you could kind of assume that they like answers that they they provide. Yeah. You could just kind of assume. But uh, probably the nicest thing for a long time, and really this first half was really for like the hawkish viewers yeah. who are t- paying a lot of attention to minutia. But having an explanation, a little a little bit of an explanation for where the food drops come from, mm-hmm. I remember thinking is like, okay, that's just nice to see. I mean, that's like, that's a season two mysteries. Like, well, why, who brings all this food to the island for the people in the hatch? Well, apparently the whole process was automated. And you had these two guys that were the last remaining members of the Dharma Initiative, not knowing that the whole thing was over.
1: I I love,
0: I love We're like, we
2: deserve answers.
1: (laughs) We deserve answers.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's the audience speaking there. Island moves. Wait, wait, what? <laughs>
2: oh, then the the bird. I completely <laughs> forgot they meant they have the Hurley bird in there. Okay, so, if, so Hurley bird is one of those mysteries It should not have been a mystery. But at the end of what, season one? I think so. There's just this bird that comes out and people were like, it says Hurley and it means all this stuff. And I think the writers just decided to have fun with it. Like there's a bird here that's like, no, we, we genetically experiment with these things.
0: It's not necessarily say Hurley. It's just, yeah, it's just something we do. And if you didn't know before that the that the polar bears came from Dharma, have you really been paying attention, yeah. I guess
2: there are some people who really wanted to know why polar
0: well, bears, but who cares?
2: I, I think in some ways it shows you that the the answer to the why is less impressive than just seeing the thing show up oddly. Uh-huh. You know, once you get all the dots connected, it's like, okay, so there's polar bears. That was not that exciting. There's not some cool reason they're there. It's just the Dharma did experiments on everything. Yeah. just what they did. They had a shark with a Dharma signal. and
0: Yeah. I mean, it does... I guess one other thing that adds a little a little bit of interest to it—the whole thing with Room Twenty Three—that was kind of interesting. He right? mentioned that it wasn't just like they were brainwashing and they were very purposely trying to erase memories. Mm-hmm. So they so they were actually interrogating and experimenting on hostels and then wipe their memories so they didn't know that it, yeah, to, and send them back with, without. So breaking, that, that was interesting, quote unquote, without breaking their treaty.
2: And, and if for some reason you hadn't connected the lack of the, – the pregnancy things with electromagnetism, they dropped that in too.
0: <laughs> I guess so, yeah. So a lot of things – a lot of connections that we've been making because a lot of this stuff has just seeped into our consciousness. Yeah. Uh, like I, we talked I think off podcast at some point how like – I think when Janelle was trying to wrap her mind around across the sea and we're like, well – We've talked about this a lot mm-hmm. over the years, so a lot of this stuff has just kind of seeped into our understanding
2: of law. So, in some ways, the first half is really, most of the answers are there, but you have to really connect the dots, and hardcore people like us who have been thinking about it for the last 10 years, like, oh, yeah, whatever, but it's I mean, helpful and, for... And some of it is confirmation
0: for confirmation some that, that
2: had just been theories, I guess, yeah, yeah. so... And it's just fun to see Ben running around, being, like, semi-good Ben. Chill. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, all right, and then... Then Walt. I forgot I, about this Excuse part. me. Walt!
2: <laughs> uh, Keith Johnson.
0: <laughs> which is, as opposed to Kevin Johnson. Yeah, it's his own alias. Well, yeah, he has to be. They both had aliases. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that's Going true. Back. Yeah, nice to finally touch base on Walt again, just briefly. I mean, we never really get a full story of why Walt is special.
2: Mm-hmm. He just is. He just, well, it seems like Hurley just... I mean, I think there's just... There's not explanations for everything. There's sometimes just... Like, do you notice the one darn guy's like, but how does it move? And he cuts them off because that's the lost thing. Like, we don't need to explain the science of all this stuff. Like, some of this is just is. Some of it's just mystical. The island just moves. You don't need to know if it's a turtle or what. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that to theory no, before. it's a giant camera. So. <laughs> oh, dear. But, but it is nice because that's one of those things that was never really quite, you know, the two things that don't fit really nicely is probably Walt. And Aaron. And Aaron. Yeah. And they they the, they the cover kids. them both a little bit. I mean, they 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 do their best. I think we said before,
0: if there ever was a sequel series, you know, Lost: The Next Generation, it would yeah. be about Walt, Aaron, and Gion, Yep. The kids. Maybe I'm probably seeing more of Hurley's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I, I really like the idea of thinking about how Hurley would run things
2: so much better
0: for the island. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: And it's just interesting here already. You could see a difference in countenance between Hurley and Ben. Like Ben looks happy,
1: hmm <laughs> Yeah, some of the, I want to say, meanness or stinginess seems to be not in his face anymore. He, he still f- looks and feels like Ben, and so you somewhat wonder if there's going to be something up, but he some of his vileness seems to be gone. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: it'll feel a little bit like uh, it might be a stretch. Like Eustace and Dawn Treader, like he just got, kind of, and like he's not completely different, but like that worst part of him has kind of been scrubbed clean. Scrubbed Used to uh-huh. scrub. There you go. <laughs> Very nice.
0: Accidental pun yeah. not intended, but I'll take it.
2: But yeah, and I like like he's like, no, I'm I'm sincerely sorry for what I did. You know, like you feel like he's not lying. Mm-hmm. It maybe he is, but I don't think he is. Probably not in the, that case.
0: The, given the the arc that we've seen him go on. Mm-hmm. And Hurley's just, like, awesome. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, dude. <laughs> and kind of a nice feeling there to hear Hurley say, you're not crazy, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. Hurley's whole thing was about people thinking he was crazy. And he knows what crazy is and, and what it's not.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I found it interesting, just the thing itself, that Hurley would go find Walt and say, you belong on the island. And I guess some of his evidence for that is the fact that Walt was in... The mental health institute, which I found to be quite a sad thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess thinking back on it, oh, it was not really going to like this. I remember that he did things like burn his dad's first boat because he didn't want to leave. So <laughs> maybe he does want to go back to the island. Yeah,
2: I could, I could see that.
1: And it was nice that,
2: like, you have work to do, which is something like you, we hear from John Locke sometimes. Mm. Um, but you know, you can help your de- like you can help dead people. You know, I can help his dad move on. that's kind of a thing. The island has all these dead people running around. Yeah. So is is Walt going to become the first of the
0: Ghostbusters on the island? (laughs) I don't know. I guess so. (laughs) No,
2: but it does make a a nice sense. Kind of a nice coda for Walt's story, I think. I mean, it would be nice to have more, but I think this is... If you, if you have an epilogue, this is good.
0: It's a nice... Like I said, it's a nice little tease. The idea that they're going to go not just be hermits on the island, but productive for productive. some and somehow they have work to do it's like mm-hmm. well that's kind of cool I wonder what that's gonna look like but we'll just leave that to your imagination Yeah. okay well that was a nice little conversation about the new man in charge it's been um, two weeks since we recorded the last episode I wanted to see if there are any lingering thoughts we had about season six I know one thing I mentioned to you Nick over messenger I've, I found it interesting upon editing the first episode of the season. And at various times, we've talked about John Locke being having a very tragic story. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it occurred to me after the finale that Jack really does use Locke as an inspiration for mm-hmm. a lot going on. He tells Man in Black, you disgrace the name of John Locke or something like that by by wearing his face or dishonor his memory. I do know. That's, that, I, th- I find that interesting and make it feel a little less like John was just a pawn.
2: It does seem like John... At his best, had the right idea about the island. It was something to be protected and taken care of and used well. Things that Harley took up and that, honestly, Jack took up at the end. Mm-hmm. He just was so saddled with his own insecurity and need to be.
0: He was burdened with glorious purpose. Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> As Loki might put it. Exactly. Um, and it just, it hurt him. Mm-hmm. And, and he was a pawn. But, and he was. And but, he was
0: a pawn. But the, 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 people were able to pick up on the good things that John Locke was mm-hmm. and uh, things were the better for it. So I don't know. I like that aspect of it. Anything else from the finale or season six in general, you know, that's been on your mind since we recorded the last one.
1: Um, I enjoyed the flashes sideways, partly because of the possibilities of a different reality that all these people could have been living in. That was still plausible for who they were. Mm mm-hmm. I thought the ending with Jack dying was really sad. Not to mention Sun and Jin dying, of course. I'm still <laughs> yeah. wondering, like, what are Sun's parents supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Poor Gion's going to be raised by her grandparents, including Sun's dangerous father.
2: You know, Hurley would visit Son and so there Hurley will take care of mm. that one way or another. I, I could I could see that. Maybe not dot, but, you know, he'll he'll
1: have eyes. Yeah,
2: he'll have eyes. Yeah, Yeah.
0: keep an eye on him, I I imagine. Good point. Yeah, that's a nice thought.
1: Maybe I'll think of more things as you guys keep talking. Okay, fair
0: enough. Well, you and I were talking the other day, Nick. We thought a couple things about season six. Because we've kind of
2: been going back and forth on whether, like, how well did this season turn out? Because I think we all agree that there's a lot of strong parts of six, but could have been, I mean, in a perfect world, you know, I'm not blame the writers for what happened, but like, had you had a, if you had as much time as you wanted, could you have rearranged it better? And it does
0: seem like we kind of have a consensus that like, I understand why they wanted to keep things, some things unsaid. Yeah. But I think they almost try to have it both ways because like season five, they plotted so well and they really went to great efforts to make sure everything connected and that the yep. audience was on the same page that they were understanding how yeah. it all worked. And somehow that didn't, because they got burned down on season five, and they went too heavily into the whole "all our cards really close to our chest into the last moment" mentality, it, it, that didn't pan out in six well, as well. Well,
2: the thing with five, their advantage is that they could do all the plotting because they didn't have to answer anything; they could just lead up to the bomb and just leave questions. The problem was not the problem, but the the burden of six is you had to both unpack the ramifications of the end of five. Mm-hmm. and then get something going, and then because lost both its strength and its weakness is that it doesn't like to say anything <laughs> definitively. Mm-hmm. That it kept waiting and waiting on things that maybe it should have revealed sooner, but in, that's easy to say, 15 years later, whatever it is now. Uh-huh. I suppose when you're in the midst of everyone waiting on every single thing you say.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Because, like, across the sea we've argued that maybe it would have been nice to put somewhere earlier, but we don't know how because... It also works really well where it is too. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you do some things where you tell the audience, but you don't let the
0: characters yeah. in on what's mm-hmm. going on. But yeah, I, I think it's it's not surprising given the track history of Lost in terms of keeping things secret and wanting to wait till the very yeah. the very very end. But again, given what they had just done, story was is one of those things like. We're never going to say, like, some people... There's some people who just trashed the ending of Lost and the show in general because they weren't satisfied with it. And yeah. we're never going to be those people.
2: And it, 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 it holds together really well once you know everything. Yeah. I mean, I guess the fact
0: that we did, talking about this with a new person, give a major spoiler right out of
2: the gate <laughs> shows that we feel that at least one thing would be helpful. I, I, because I think the problem with Six is there's so many questions about what the sideways is and so many, like, deep red herrings mm-hmm. that... Knowing it's sideways or purgatory, I think, it makes the season easier and better to watch. You're not burdened with other questions of, what is this? How are they going to work out? And I think then you can enjoy the sideways for what they are, which is... The character
0: studies. Character
2: studies. Yeah. And you could, even when we watch it, we would talk about that, but there were just so many layers of, but what does this mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> that I think
2: that burden's taken off on a rewatch. Mm-hmm. And I think there were just too many things we were waiting on, because you didn't know they were technically, didn't definitively know they were basically a purgatory deal literally the last 10 minutes of the last episode. Not for sure, yeah. I mean, in some ways, loss was,
0: could be a victim of its own success. Yeah, The fact that, like, you had to be all about mysteries and keeping people guessing as opposed, but then at the same time, but it's actually supposed to be a character study. But, uh, if you're holding this mystery, dangling them over the whole time in front of their faces, it's hard
2: to see past that into the actual study part. I guess, to start the whole season with, like, did it work or not, makes sense. Oh, sure. But, like, by the time you get, say, Happily Ever After with Desmond, mm-hmm. maybe you should have been more definitively...
1: I mean, yeah. you could read,
2: I mean, you could read between the lines, but there were just... We built so many theories. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so Six, I think, has some really interesting stuff with Jacob and Man Black. And the ending, I think, emotionally and character-wise is very effective. Um, and there's a Great Richard episode and Great Desmond episode. Great band episode, <laughs> <laughs> but simultaneously it takes a long time to get going, and there's just a lot of unknowns until very close to the end.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I don't know how you fix it, but that's I think that's just the the burden of six mm-hmm. at this point.
0: It is, and so it's it's an interesting, it's a mixed bag of a season, but it's a fascinating experiment. I mean, all of Lost is a fascinating experiment. And that experiment it works as well as it does
2: is amazing.
0: I mean, the fact that we keep coming in our main podcast, your old train thought, <laughs> where we talk about all manner of storytelling. Um, the fact that over the
2: last ten years, eleven years, actually, you almost can't go an episode without mentioning Lost
0: because it, it touches on so many things. So I mean, so many storytelling devices, so many thematic stories. So just there's so much there. So I
2: guess can we transition to Lost in the, general? Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing: I think is strong with Lost. Various things, but. Many people afterward try to do we got to recapture the lost thing, and what lost did really well is that it did its characters really you just love the characters or you hate the characters, but they're <laughs> consistent, unique characters that you that you feel very real for whatever however you respond to them you know you might hate Ben with a passion, but there's no one like Ben on t v <laughs> so that's one thing that's people people say, oh, it's all the mysteries, but even their mysteries were always. In some ways, rooted in this sense of destiny or purpose or that they're, or wonder to the world. Like, they weren't just mysteries to be annoying. Yeah. Or just like make a twist just for a twist. Normally, they had some sense of, there's an underlying sense of purpose behind the island that mm-hmm. you don't always get in other shows. Not as strong. Like, I've, I really think, like, Carlton Cuse's and Damon Lindelof's kind of vague spirituality really made Lost work.
0: Yeah, I mean, they definitely had a philosophy behind a lot of what they did that a lot of shows wouldn't even approach. I mean, you could have shows with with characters with daddy issues or Mm -hmm. like they had some past trauma or something like that, some psychology. But the conversations about history repeating itself Mm -hmm. or the meaning of what is my
2: destiny, what is my purpose – yeah, can we can we change can you change things or does it just happen? At what point do you need to let things go? Work you know, live together dialogue. I mean that there was a there was a consistent world view in many ways that mm-hmm. I think some shows like I like to make fun of manifest sometimes and I haven't seen the newest seasons. But it just feels like they just they have the the questions, but you don't have this idea that the writers have a sense of the how the world's gonna work. Like the world seems to work different in different episodes. This world mm always seems to work the same, Mm -hmm. as weird as it is sometimes.
3: (laughs) I think the setting for Lost Mm. is also, it just worked. And you can't recreate it, partially because you can't use the same setting (laughs) again. But it worked because it was this, you had this weird world, the island, where things were, you were constantly, you didn't know what to expect. And they were living in a kind of a, life-or-death type of situation. And then you also have the real world. Shows like Manifest, it's mm. it's just the real world. You know, you don't have that other world that... That's a good point. ...was just compelling and interesting and intriguing.
2: And beautiful. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: a great setting. But that, that's an interesting point. It almost makes the island... It, it's it's always a funny show. It's, it's like it's a science fiction show, but it also has kind of a fantasy element. I mean, not like... You know, high fantasy horses and dragons and stuff. But yeah, the fact that it is removed on its own location, this weird island, mysterious island in the middle of the regular world. Yeah, that's a
2: that's a neat aspect to it, and it does bring home that whole like, this is something special. And it plays on like tropes in smart ways. I mean, the whole being lost in an island. You know, it almost feels like lost worldish early on. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you think it's a dinosaur or something with a smoke monster, and they never. And I think. A bunch of people complain that their main idea of not ever showing too much works. You yeah. know, they never overextend. They never, you know, with the Smoke Monster, it took you five seasons to even figure out what the thing is. Uh-huh. And I think that's not, a lot of shows wouldn't wait that long.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: They, it was smart writing. They just tried stuff. They didn't care. <laughs> I think the, the writing is just very, very, into, you know, very character-based for one. But also just... Daring it just does stuff. It's like it's like half Twilight Zone and half an adventure show and half of drama and half I mean mm. it wasn't easily pin hold. Yeah. It is lost. I mean, <laughs> it isn't like anything else.
0: Yeah. And it's not perfect. I mean, no. it, it definitely it certainly has its moments of uh soap opery melodrama. Between like love
2: triangles or maybe, quadrangles by season four, or yeah, get a little yeah,
0: or the occasional flashback episode that just doesn't work,
2: Stranger in a Strange Land,
0: um, or Fire plus Water, yeah, or what's even? I think it's even a different episode. What's the one where Charlie has to set up a is trying to sell a copy machine or something? Oh, I don't remember. Okay, yeah. Anyway, poor Charlie didn't get great flashbacks all the time. <laughs>
2: But, you know, the fact that there's actually not... There's there's not that many, like, bad episodes. There's some okay episodes, but...
0: No, there's really not. Every now and then, they got kind of bogged down and like, okay, we got to fill out the season somehow. Yeah. And you got much less of that. But then at the same time, sometimes that kind of stuff was a lot of fun, like... The later seasons, you don't get moments of them like playing ping-pong on the beach. No, or, there's no time. There's no time for any of that kind of fun Gilligan's Island's kind of shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> as fun as it is
2: at times, it all... Yeah. And it kept remaking itself. I mean... Yeah. And then, again, shows do that a lot now. Um, but
3: it was kind of the first one to really be the... Not the first one, maybe. I don't really know, but we've talked about this before. Oh, it was kind of one of the first shows to do a... Story line as it went along, as opposed to being episodic where like every episode's kind of the same
0: thing, yeah, yeah, this really paved the way for serialized TV, yes. and I think there were a couple of factors in that the fact that this was right when TV shows on DVD were a, a really big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean now of course, people stream the stuff, and so people don 't worry, but like it was very groundbreaking in a number of ways and that, um, I think even the fact that seasons. Four, five, and six had smaller
2: episode counts. Well, and the fact even that they said, hey, we need an end date. I mean, nowadays everyone's like, yeah, we'll give you a season. Nowadays you have to hope you get another season versus like, yeah. go on forever, guy. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it's just TV has changed a
0: lot. Yeah. I mean, it's just that much harder for any one show to gain a lot of traction, yeah. unfortunately, and particularly on broadcast TV. I guess. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Netflix will throw money at a lot of projects, but not very many of them necessarily have a long life. No. Like the Dark Crystal series, for instance, was fantastic. It was
2: fantastic.
0: But it just didn't have, it was. It looked, looked like it was super expensive and it was turned out to be a one-season thing. So, yeah, it's, TV is, is come a long way, but it's, it's definitely a mixed bag. Of, and, and a few shows have the longevity
2: to pull off something like this. It just hit, it was the right time for this sort of show. It built up. It was mm-hmm. like the, I don't know, the best version of the sort of thing that was coming out of like Jay Abrams doing what, Alias and, yeah, that you was, know, it was, it was like, it was a, you know, there was that ground that, 12 sort of, yeah that sort of stuff. And this came.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, Cause Alias was shortly before and simultaneous to some of the, some of Lost, I Yeah, I think
2: so. I think you're right.
0: But Alias was also, was serialized, but also had a little bit of an episodic feel to it. Cause, yeah. And early Lost did, too. True, true. I do remember, like, do you remember Heroes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heroes came out around season three-ish. And at the time, that first season, I kind of liked it in some ways more than what Lost was doing. You know, season three was a little rough yeah. in the broadcast. But then Heroes kind of lost its footing...
2: It was never as good following the first season. What Lost could do is it could constantly, and again, where, you know, it had a little trouble in season three, We could constantly reinvent itself. to throw in new characters, add a different, you know, add a hatch, you know, <laughs> add a bomb, whatever you want to do. Time travel. Time travel. You know, but especially by the end of season three, they're like, okay, we've got a couple things left. Mm-hmm. And we're done. And I remember reading, so Flash Forward came out after Lost and was trying to do the Lost thing. And remember, David Lindelof saying something along the lines of, with Lost, they just made sure that every episode was as good as it could be. They weren't, not that they weren't concerned about the whole season, but, you know, you had to make each episode work. And then I think sometimes you change what the season was going to be, depending on what the, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think Fly, everyone was like, oh, you had to plan it all ahead of time. And that's Fly Forward, I guess, was their idea. It was make sure you know the end from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And David Lindelof like, no, he's going to make it work. You got to make each episode good. And you guys just roll with the end,
0: yeah. Which, again, that was—I feel like that was the strength and the weakness. Because yeah. like, every once in a while, I was like, "Well, that was a great episode," but it kind of annoys me in the greater scope of the show what that means.
2: Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. But it's—it's it's a different way of thinking. I think after that, everyone won, everything planned out as if you could somehow plan out a six-season <laughs> show. Yeah, with all the logistics.
0: Well, Brandon Sanderson could apparently.
2: Well, well, yeah, that's a book, though. You don't have characters or plot. Uh, yes.
0: I mean, yeah. I guess that's the trick about TV in general. There's going to be
2: things that are out of your control. Well, and even Sanders, he's had it plot out, but I think he keeps moving around when certain things happen and well, which book. True. I mean, you can do that.
0: Yeah, that's true. I
2: mean, the only person who's planned out five seasons that I know of is J. Michael Straczynski. <laughs> <laughs> true, and he's he's one of a
0: kind, for sure. Yeah. By the way, we'll wrap this up here in a minute, but I, I did remember one other thing about the end, the finale that we should talk about. And you may all remember, I think we talked about this in season five at some point. The volcano. Oh, the volcano! Yeah. So I don't know if you remember in season five, they, in Dharma School, they show this volcano that was apparently is on the island. Apparently, the plan was the volcano was going to be the site of the final battle in the last episode, which kind of makes you think. So, what if I wonder if the original idea for instead of having a magic cave, what if they would have been luring Desmond into this like? something else a volcano or or maybe maybe the w- center of the
2: island because maybe yeah. it
0: looked something different originally because like when Desmond pulled out the the cork thing it started glowing red kind yeah. of volcano-ish what if he originally he had pulled that out and suddenly the volcano started erupting yeah. um, and then instead of like Jack and Locke fighting by the cliffside with water they would have been fighting like with like lava spewing out and things like that Mustafar. <laughs> But apparently, the, the network finally just put their foot down and said, No, we can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We made you a big temple. We can't, we can't do a, an actual volcano thing. Jack says, Luck, I had the high ground.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, you know, that's it, kind of fun to think about. That would be,
2: yeah. So, Tim, are there any, any mysteries that you wish you would know that you end lost? The Outriggers. (laughs) It's always going to be about the Outriggers. It it didn't bother me as much this time as it did the first time. No, I
0: mean, in the grand scope of the show, it's really just one scene that, like, stuck in our crawl for a while. It would
2: be nice to know, but they're never going to tell us. And I don't even know what they actually know. (laughs) Uh, I feel
0: like they have have to have some Some idea. idea.
2: And they're just going to do the grave with it to make people mad.
0: No, this watch through us, well, I mean... I would, I guess, I would like to know a little bit more about what some of their ideas were regarding Aaron, because Aaron seems like a
2: big unknown. See, that's that's the thing. I would love just hear what they the ideas they gave up, but like it seemed like it eventually we'll get far enough that you could do that without people yelling. But like it was <laughs> yeah. like, they just made it up. Like, of course, they made it up. I mean, that's what you do when you write a TV
0: show. Yeah, I, I do hope because a lot of <laughs> a lot of the lost writers are still around, and you hear things, stories from them occasionally. And yeah, I would love to hear more what ifs from them or
2: what, you know, just re- ideas that rejected ideas. Maybe it was going to work, you know, it was a good idea, but they gave it up. I mean, it's like the volcano thing. That's yeah, just super that's cool. cool.
0: And you can see kind of the, the
2: remnants of it and what we actually got. I like, they have plans for that girl that Ben met when he was young. Oh, you that's know, a good question. That'd be interesting. Some, some more Libby background. Why not?
3: Mm-hmm. More
2: about Alana. Alana. Yeah. Alana. I would love to have Lana Jacob stuff because this, it was super disappointing the first time I watched it. Like she just blows up and you're like, what? Huh? I don't she, know anything about her yet.
1: She was... supposed to be special!
2: She was our new character this season. Yeah. <laughs>
0: or new... Well, I guess Dogan was too, but we at least got to hear his backstory.
2: Yeah. But... Anything should we... I think... I don't know. I don't know what to say besides... Yeah, I think you're we You're
0: sh- welcome. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you uh <laughs> Maui. Maui. <laughs> um but yeah, I hope you hope that satisfies you all who have stuck with us for this lost adventure. Do you have anything else, Janelle?
1: I feel like there was something on the tip of my tongue. Oh, that's frustrating. This is my last chance.
0: Yes, this is the very final chance. But <laughs> You can tell me about it later. I'm I'm sure.
1: Yep. Yep. It's
0: gone. <laughs> but, yeah, it, we started this uh, Lost journey back in, what was it, 2016, we said? That was our first hijack, right? And then we got sidetracked with other things? Yeah, with, uh, with Doctor Who and Once Upon a Time and,
2: of course, our uh, massive Babylon 5 journey. And I would say Babylon 5 and Lost, in my estimation, are both shows that speculative fiction people should watch, that they're both iconic for me, at least, growing up. hmm Oh,
0: 2015? Okay. So back then you were living in another house. Yep. I was a lonely single guy. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was lost back then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was before my youngest. Oh, before Mercy was even born. Yeah. Wow. And uh, and sadly, we've seen the passing of uh, your canine resident mm-hmm. of the house. Rest in peace, Lenova Dillon. Yep. So she, I, I guess we, I don't know if we talked about that on here, but she passed away a while ago. She's, she uh, has cameos and several older hijacks. <laughs> some barks in the yeah. background. That would have been Le, Lenova, but, Aww. but yeah. So we're, like I said, we're going to go on a bit of a break. So uh, normally this is where we would see, we'll see, see you next time, but I uh, don't know exactly where that will be. But in the meantime, you can always check out our main podcast, Your Old Trains of Thoughts, available on uh, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I guess that's it. So thank you guys for listening to The Weekly Hijack. Bye, Jack. Adios. <laughs> this has been Tim.
1: And this is Janelle.
0: Oh. And Natasha. I think we messed up the order. Here. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I'm Nick. <laughs>
2: Adios, everyone. Bye, Jack. <laughs>